right, welcome back for another episode of You Have Me a Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's how we what? open every episode. Buddy. <laughs> that, yeah. Make I sure you like them. and subscribe. Hit that subscribe button down here. No, trying to find it. There was dude that I listened to that his was like perfect. I went like, you know, you immediately are like, oh, come on. I don't want to listen to this. Like the second we talked about this. But this dude gets on and he goes, what's up, my dudes? <laughs> and it was so like, it, it pulled me in. I was like, yeah, what's up, my dude? Yeah. You can't yeah. beat that. That's like soothing, right? Yeah. That's why I think we never really requested people to subscribe or we never got real like angry. <laughs> we would just start the conversation before and I'd be like, hey, we're going live, by the way. All right. So anyways, I was there getting, you know, the proctologist was like really jamming in there, you know, in the middle of the starting scene. And people are sure. like, what the fuck were you guys talking about before you started? <laughs> well, it's a, it's a proctologists, you know. Um, so what's uh, what's on the ho agenda today, V? What what, what happened uh, this week? Oh, I know you want you wanted to ruin uh, Loki for people, so let's get that out of the way because I know a lot of people. V's water cooler moment. Yeah, where we yeah. Get cooler and we talk shit about the TV shows we saw. Yeah, go ahead, please. Is that ruin what we're Loki. doing? Scare people, what... scare people away right away, so that they're not like. So they don't get into the episode, and then all of a sudden they're like, ah, fucking. <clears throat> well, I can't necessarily ruin it for you. And I'm going to try to avoid spoilers this week because you told me about somebody that was like, hey, dude, <laughs> I had to turn off the show because I haven't watched Loki. And I'm all, yeah, you can go fuck off. <laughs> if you haven't watched it, I'm just going to spoil it for you because I don't care. So and I want to. somebody we you. like, too. It's not yeah, just it like some random dude. Yeah. It was somebody that so we actually like. So now I have to kind of avoid that because I, I don't want him to have to, if he's listening now, I don't want him to have to like turn off the show. Um, so this week on Loki. <laughs> no. So, okay. So if you've been following, if you have gotten to episode three, there's stuff going on that you're going, wow, this is kind of crazy. But I, I, my biggest gripe last week was like, is this becoming woke? Like, is this some woke shit, right? And it wasn't like, I couldn't definitively say that it was some woke shit because it was written well. And like, I can't deny that. And the show's good, it's entertaining. There are some things that I go, well, there's, aren't they supposed to be gods? Why are they like fighting hand to hand with people? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's some things that I go, there's oh, some plot holes, you would say. Exactly. Um, so this week, there wasn't a lot of stuff that made me do that, that made me go, well, this is some woke shit. There was an opening scene though, where it's very girly, like it, it was it's this very girly scene, and it's even playing like a girly song, you know, that I'm like, this is clearly written by a woman, but it had it was like important to the mood to the episode. So after it happened, I was like, well, okay, that makes sense. And so throughout the episode, there wasn't anything that I was like, this is some woke shit, but there was one moment that I la I audibly laughed out loud and said the, the the famous Skeletor line. I was like, just like a woman. <laughs> Like, there's a scene, and I'm not going to give it away because if you're watching Loki, you'll know what scene it is. But there's this scene where the female Loki does this, like, incredibly, like, woman thing. And you go, wow, just like a woman, like I said. <laughs> and, but the rest of this episode is, like, you're on the edge of your seat. You're wondering what's happened. You like where it's going. So I don't have really anything bad to say about Loki right now. Like, nothing like, oh, well, it's some woke trash. And like, I'm trying to be biased or unbiased. You know what I mean? Like I'm, and I, I'm trying not to be, like, I feel like maybe I have this like predisposition to just immediately hate it because it's written by a woman and it's directed by a woman. <laughs> I'm already going, 
this is some bullshit because it's blah, 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 blah. And I'm trying to avoid that because there, like, and, and maybe this is a hot take, but there are some women out there that are actually talented. What? And they, they, can't, they, can't they can write and they can tell stories. And so I have to avoid just going, well, this is just some trash. You know, which it, it's hard not to do that because it's coming from Disney. We all know Disney's woke. Even fucking Marvel is getting woke as shit. But it's coming together as something. And, like, here's the interesting thing. There are all this, like, little details in the show that if you pay attention, if you watch the other movies, it all ties in, right? It's part of the MCU, so it all ties in. Well, it's all these last three shows are leading up to something. And, like, a lot of people, I think, forget that. And they just go, oh, they, they just write it off as like some woke shit, but they are important to the story of what's coming next in the MCU. And if you're watching Loki, you're kind of learning a lot of <clears throat> a lot of the important things that are preparing you for the next Marvel movies, specifically um, Doctor Strange two and um, the new Spider-Man movie. Apparently, um, I don't want to give anything else away because I think you should watch. I think if you're not watching. And you have Disney, you should be watching it. If you don't, if you don't have Disney and you're not watching it, then you probably won't watch it. But I'm just saying it's worth watching so far. But if at the end it's like the lo the female Loki becomes the one, <laughs> like on the one, she's like, I I am Eula, I am nobody's bitch. Well, isn't Thor now a woman? Well, it's 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 uh, Jane Foster, the female Thor. Yeah, but that's canon too. Like, okay, yeah, okay, we can argue it's woke shit, but that's part of the comic like that happens like thor goes off on his own and like becomes more bad ass you know like that doesn't that doesn't mean that there's no thor you know like i guess like here's my here's my argument for you is like the the one thing that i can say about this loki show is that it's not unbalanced like they don't go well the female loki is far smarter than the male loki so we're just gonna make her look better although i will say they tried to make loki seem kind of clownish in this season but it plays because he's the god of mischief and right. so it's equal footing there's no like oh the woman is clearly better it's we're seeing this thing that is coming in the future and it makes sense and um i don't i don't want to give it I'm i'm eager to give it away but I, I kind of don't want to if you're still watching Loki. Well, fuck it. You know what? I'm just going to give it away. Uh, so, all right. Super fan, <laughs> turn it off. Turn, pause the Yeah, that was the extent it. of me not. Um, these next movies, Doctor Strange and, um, and Spider-Man, are going to take place in the multiverse. And that's what Loki is preparing us for is this entire multiverse is happening. It's caused in Loki. And so it's all leading up to like one of the greatest comics in Marvel called Secret Wars, where and this is what happens in secret wars if those of you who don't read comics they have to the avengers have to fight alternate versions of themselves from other dimensions so that's what we're we have i mean that's what the nerds are saying on the internet that's their postulation right based on what they know but um if that's the case then it's kind of exciting because we'll get to see other versions of other superheroes as villains or villains as good guys in this Secret Wars. If that's what the next Avengers shit is, then, man, that's going to be interesting. It's kind of exciting even. Like, man, I'd like to see that. Um, and if they have X-Men now, too, that could change a lot of stuff. That's my Marvel rant, and I, I'm no, by no means, like, a Marvel, like, obsessed person. Like, I know the gist of that information because... I like watch these videos and I go, I know a little bit about comics, but then you have these nerds that are going, 
hey dude here's fucking what's going on these here's all the easter eggs and all that stuff and you know i want to be prepared when i come to the show and spoil it for you <laughs> so, so i have to watch them you know no I mean? we appreciate that we appreciate you yeah. uh doing your research yeah. before you come and spoil it for us That's, um mike yeah, wants that... you to he wants you to spoil twilight for him can you do that for him i haven't seen it i i haven't seen any of the twilight movies sorry mike. i, I, I tried. used to the principal i'm sorry yeah you saw that too is... many gay vampires when you watched True Blood, when you used to masturbate yeah. to that? Like, I'm not a teenage female, you know? Like, I'm not the audience for it, so uh, it doesn't appeal to me. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry, Tom. I know your team, uh... I'm team Patton Edward, Center. by the way. I'm yeah, team Edward, Edward. yeah. Um, I did, I did oh. want to talk about something <laughs> that yeah, happened to me today. I, uh... I got a couple things that I want to bring up. I got, and I told V I have, to, in preparation for the duologue, uh, I came up with the holy trinity of duologue uh, setups, right? I have the do-it-yourself joke, which I'm known to do. I am well, I'm well known for my do-it-yourself joke. Uh, I have an interesting story, something that happened to me today. And then current events, right? So first, I want to tell you about today. Uh, I had one of those video... Um, I had a video conference with my doctor uh, at the VA, and... That's one thing I love about this whole COVID thing. Uh, I love a lot of things about this COVID thing. But uh, yeah. one thing that I do love is I don't have to get up and actually go to the doctor for just normal shit. He can, it can all be done remotely, which shows how like dependent we were on old-timey type, essentially just like running around uh, using our feet to pedal our stone uh, yeah, sure. or whatever. Um, yeah, like we were so reliant on these old ways and nobody wanted to move to this new thing. And then we found out over the last year that, oh, this new thing of working from home or doing shit from home uh, is, is actually super easy and, and, and totally manageable. And it doesn't actually lose any money for anybody. Uh, anyways, uh, I was having my, my annual physical over the Internet, which you can do apparently, right? And did my you, doctor... Did you like show your wang to him when he was like told you yeah. to turn around and cough? Well, there's put... like, they send you one of those big black rubber fists, and you have to cup your own testicles in front oh, of the camera, that's... and then <laughs> cough, and then send it back to them. Like, you wipe it down with the wipe that comes with it. It's like it would be easier to do it that way, too, because then you get, you could enhance, you know? <laughs> yeah, he could just, he's, sure he's there with happens. his iPad, I see him doing this. Yeah. yeah. He has to keep enhancing for years. <laughs> and then have a magnifying glass like okay doctor i get it very funny thank you um but <laughs> but anyways my doctor last year when i did my physical he saw all the shit on the wall like the join or die poster he saw some conservative shit the trump stuff or whatever and uh, uh -huh. so he he knows like my politics and he knows uh, how i feel about the government and that sort of stuff and so he got like he really opened up to me last year and he was talking about all this bullshit that's going on blah 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 and like really like he's he's very anti-government apparently and he works for the government at the va uh but anyways today he he must have remembered or he saw it and he was brought back to this moment of like oh i can open up to this guy right and so he's telling me all this stuff and he's like dude you need to get off of this medication because you can't trust it it's too new da 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 and I go, so should I get vaccinated for COVID-19 then? And and he goes immediately, he was like, without dropping a beat, he's like, no, absolutely not. Have, have you been exposed to COVID-19? And I said, I don't know. And he said, doesn't matter. Don't get it. 
don't get vaccinated. And I said, okay. And then he went off on another tangent. Like, it was supposed to be a half an hour visit. Ended up being a full hour. So I'm the reason why the VA is backlogged. Because I'm sitting there talking to my doctor about nonsense or whatever. But I got the, I essentially got the all clear to not get vaccinated from my doctor when people were like, well, talk to your doctor. I did, and he told me not to get it. Okay, well, cool. Then that's fine. Um, but then also, I said, he said, here's what you do. He said, because his wife had gotten COVID, and he treated her with thermo, or, yeah, thermoflu, and she was fine the next day. That's all it took was once she was found out there started exhibiting some kind of symptoms, he treated her with thermoflu, and that was it. She was done. And then they went and got tested for the antibodies. Come to find out they have the antibodies because they were exposed to COVID and they had it or whatever. And now if they get the vaccine, we talked about this, the vaccine nullifies any antibodies. So he refuses to get the vaccine either, he and his wife. They won't get it either because it will get rid of all those antibodies. And he said, here's what you do. He said, don't get it done here with the blood work and everything. He's like, I won't put that down on your blood draws that you're doing. He's like, go to a place called LabCorp. He said, there's, there's thousands of them, or hundreds at least. Uh, I think it's actually thousands across the nation. You can go online and go to LabCorp.com or whatever it is. And it's a blood draw or um, it's typically used for like jobs. When you go to apply for a job, they'll do the breathalyzer, they'll do the piss test, they'll do the blood draws, all that. And uh, he said, you can go there and they have the antibodies test, the COVID-19 antibodies test. $40, don't report your insurance, don't report any of that stuff. Just go in, pay the $40, get the antibodies test. They'll tell you if you have the antibodies to fight COVID. If that's the case, just save that document and you never have to get the vaccine. If people uh, ask you about the vaccine, say, no, 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 I have natural immunity because I, I was exposed to it. And But if you do it in the hospital and it comes up saying you don't have it, then you don't really have a leg to stand on other than telling them to go fuck themselves when they're like, you should get the vaccine. Uh, but you don't want that on your records. Anyways, uh, that, was, that was what happened to me. I was very excited about that today because now when people are like, well, what did your doctor say? I can be like, he said not to get it. But like, I, and I trust this doctor. I've had him for five or six years now. Um, uh, my other thing that I want, my do-it-yourself joke that I want to talk about today is, mm-hmm. um, the guy, and hopefully you guys can help me with this. Uh, so there's this guy, and he doesn't know what COVID-19 is somehow. He's just never paid attention. He's not a kind of guy that watches the news. He doesn't have any friends. He doesn't, his, his family is no longer in communications with him. He just goes to work, you know, punches his card, goes home, enjoys video games, whatever. Just a super co- cool guy, hangs out with his dog never bothered to learn what COVID-19 was and he doesn't like politics he doesn't like uh hearing or the news or anything so anytime people talk about it he just kind of tuned him out and now that we're you know almost a year and a half into this he all of a sudden realizes like he hears people still talking about he's like what is this COVID-19 but he's too afraid to ask anybody about it now because he doesn't want to seem like an idiot and so when somebody some people everybody else right we assume that everybody else knows what COVID-19 is because we've been so saturated with it over the last year and a half and so he wants to know what it is but nobody's ever very specific when they talk about it they don't say uh you know they say shit like COVID-19 or they say corona or they say the vid or you know everyone's got their little nicknames the jab uh all these stupid shot of hope 
and nothing is very is specific enough to where if you were just listening you could pinpoint exactly what COVID-19 is and so that's this guy's problem is as he goes about his day somebody says hey so how about this COVID-19 business and then the other person is like oh gosh it's so crazy still still you know and he's like yeah gosh you know what even like what are we gonna do about it and they're like we're just kind of hoping that uh things go right with this whole program that's going on right now and hopefully uh we reach herd immunity and then he's like yeah herd immunity huh what um you know like what does that entail like what what's what would you say and then they're like well it would have to be somewhere around 70 percent and he's like yeah 70 right of of uh animals right no don't be ridiculous you know and then they think he's just goofing and they won't go on their way it's very difficult to pinpoint what COVID-19 is without like just in conversation because a everybody already assumes everybody else knows and if you don't know it's very difficult to figure out what it is anyways that's a do-it-yourself joke take it home do it do with it what you will and uh you know report back if it's if you're able to put something together (laughs) current event (laughs) he just like tossed it into the audience's corner like here you guys I'm telling you, that's the way to do jokes because then they're going to work on it. And if it's funny, they're going to be like, oh, man, remember that joke that Tom suggested? You know, and then I'll somehow get credit for it by, you know, by proxy, you know, without actually having finished it. Um, sure. And then somebody might turn it into a skit. I don't know. I don't know what they can. They can do anything they want with it. It's my gift <laughs> to the community. Yeah. Um, it becomes a Broadway play. <laughs> and then they'll be like inspired by Tom Miller, right? Right, right, right. Uh, and so, I'll, and I'll absolutely take credit and royalties. For I that. like how I wanted to address something real quick yeah, in the chat. It. I like how Sharon is trying to convince Mike to watch. She's trying to convince him to watch <laughs> the, uh, the Twilight because she says there's hot guys in it, which is funny because that implies that's a reason Mike would enjoy watching. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because he likes hot guys. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we one thing that we do know about Mike. Is his uh Yeah, you'll like it. Yeah, you know, there's beefcakes in it. You like you like beefcakes, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Mike's over there steaming mad. He's like, Ooh, yeah. these guys. Yeah. Didn't uh, you have something? Well, I feel like you had something. I do, else. I do. It's a current event. And I, I like you know I like to talk about current events. Yeah, uh, of course. Today, our president, our, our first special needs president of the United States, Joe Biden. <laughs> Um, right, right. Father of everyone's favorite angel, uh, Hunter Biden. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Old <laughs> Biden. He he threatened you with nuclear uh, arms, and I don't he know did. if you I saw this. I saw that. Dude. I was okay. like, "What?" So Come on, guy. <laughs> that was yeah. Like this is an argument that we see all the time about you know all you Second Amendment. And here was the context of the discussion: it was gun control, gun reform, right? And um, he was talking about how people, uh, he wanted to use the quote about the tree of liberty is uh, watered with the blood of traitors and whatever, uh, and, and uh, tyrann- or tyranny and all that shit. And uh, however you want to word the, the quote, there's a number of different yeah. ways you can do just it. But, more, just more plagiarism by yeah, Biden. <laughs> but he couldn't even do it. He couldn't even, he couldn't even work it out. And that's the thing. It's like that quote can be written any way you want. Uh, you know the the tree of liberty is is watered with the blood of patriots. Uh, it's watered with the blood of 
traitors. It's watered with the blood of tyrannists. It's, it's or dictators or tyrannical government or whatever you want, uh, whatever you want it to be. But he couldn't even choke it out. And <laughs> you know, and and that's what I love about that about him tough talking, right? Because when you tough talk somebody, you have to be able to deliver that tough talk, right? right if you're right. like, if you're like, you listen here, you little motherfucker. You know, like, like you lose all it's credibility. Like pig for Elmer Fudd trying right, to right. threaten you. <laughs> yeah, you you listen here, you but little motherfucker. You know, you lose all credibility when you when you that's can't. That's a bunch of malarkey. What does he say? Yeah, malarkey. Malarkey. Right? That's his. That's his thing. That was his campaign slogan. <laughs> yeah, no more malarkey. Whereas no Trump's more. was like, but and and that was plagiarism too in its own way because remember Trump's wasn't no more bullshit. But that became his slogan for those of us who were supportive of him. Like we had the flags that said Trump, no more bullshit. Uh, and so that became his, you know, pseudo slogan that he wouldn't say, but he was saying it in the way he talked. And yeah. and so Biden decided no more malarkey, which is no more bullshit, except for like if you're trying to not be scary um, or not be taken seriously. Yeah. But anyways. Or you're Trump, in the 19th. Or yeah, yeah. Or you're in the early 1900s, the early 20th century, at the turn of the century into the 1900s. Uh, God bless him. He never. And that was when he actually took over in the Senate. He's been in politics that long. Uh, he he threatened you with nuclear war because he said, if you think that you are going to take on the government, again, this is a speech that he took from somebody else. This has been said numerous times before. If you think you're going to take on the government. You're going to need F-15s, you're going to need nuclear arms, you're going to need or nuclear weapons, uh, all this stuff, which is such a stupid argument because, yeah. first of all, we've seen how the United States military could not squash countless uh, guerrilla tactics that were brought against them. They just can't, we can't beat them. They're too tricky, right? And we've never bothered to learn how to combat uh, counter, you know, insurgency or any kind of guerrilla warfare. We've never figured it out over after all these years. Vietnam was, you know, before all of our lifetimes, right? Uh, except for maybe Mike. Mike was probably there. Um, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> that Mike, a subtle I'm sorry. burn. Subtle burn. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, sorry, not Mike. Mention, I and not to mention too, you know, like let's be honest about what's going on in the military right now. You've got Air Force doing drag queen shows. <laughs> <laughs> Like, come on, nobody's scared of that. China's over there beefing up their fucking Navy. They've got the deadliest Navy in the world right now, and we're doing fucking drag queen shows on Air Force Base whatever. Like, come on, guy. Like, ain't nobody scared of that shit. Come yeah. on. And, yeah. Certainly and, not the Chinese. <laughs> and you know what's so ridiculous to me is we saw him at G7, and everyone's like, look at how fucking in, in Putin's face and how scared Putin is, and look how... Biden's delivering this what? fucking, you know, he's like really laying into Putin and Putin better he's running home shaking in his little Russian booties and Whatever. like these are the Putin headlines that we see. Gutter. He would knock fucking Biden's block off. Oh, you know right. Putin. gutters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no doubt. Uh he um, <laughs> that's disgusting <laughs> Morty. Um Yeah. But he they were saying all this stuff in these headlines. And then you watch Biden try to do a press conference where he doesn't even have to address anyone to their face. 
like where he's like you listen here second amendment supporters and gun owners and gun enthusiasts like instead of like really laying into us right he's like the blood of uh patriots is the tree of liberty and uh nuclear war you know like that was there's nothing threatening about Joe Biden, and I guarantee when he was talking to Putin, he probably sounded like a bitch. And I hate to say that about an American president, about an American president, about the United States president, but I bet you Joe Biden sounded like a bitch. And I bet you Putin is laughing his ass off. Still, I bet you he's at back at the Kremlin having a, just to having a laugh with his buddies about, and then you're not going to believe this. Joe Biden told me the tree of liberty fucking idiot. Stupid. You know, like that's probably Putin right now. And meanwhile, American media, which Putin has been very like he's expressed like I don't know if these this I believe a direct quote. Like I don't know if these politicians or I'm sorry, these uh, journalists are intentionally lying this way or doing this uh or unintentionally. If it's intentional, it's very uh, negligent and dangerous if it's unintentional then they're complete and total idiots um, but that's yeah. like I, it just blows my mind that we just got threatened by the United States president He could, who couldn't even choke out the threat meanwhile what six months ago the United States Capitol which the FBI and the CIA and the NSA and the ATF and everybody and the Metro PD, like everybody had information. They knew it was going to happen. The United States Capitol was overtaken by middle-aged, out-of-shape, uh, unarmed men and women without killing anybody and actually without even injuring anybody, really. And the only person that got killed was a white an unarmed white woman who happened to peek in a door and some black cop uh you or what what do you call them the the capitol police department shot her in the face from hiding without warning her right kills her uh and this same cop by the way left his gun in the bathroom when he was taking a shit like some kind of untrained private or whatever uh but this is like these people converged upon the capitol and took it over and you guys think that this this wasn't even like a, the the smallest fraction of the united states population who was willing to without any kind of coordination or with very little at all uh and provocation said i'm gonna go to the capitol and i'm going to show them that i'm serious about them taking this election seriously we're done with this nonsense uh, and it's it's too much. Like we need to do something about this. The Capitol was overtaken, right? And they want to sit here and say, well, if you want to try to take on the government, you better have nuclear arms. Well, guess what? People did take on the government, and they won. You had to surround the Capitol with giant eight foot fences and the military, right, in order to just to exist there. And it, who are you to tell me that I'd better have nuclear arms when you can't protect a capital with your own police force and the, you know, the everything that you have on hand, you couldn't protect one fucking building? Come on. Like, if anyone were to, if this is what they're trying to do, if they're trying to start an actual insurrection, they're well on their way. And when it happens, if these people do converge upon the Capitol again, this time with guns, these people will absolutely shit. They will just shit. 
because they will have nothing. They've proven that they are weak and untrained and unprepared. The United the Capitol Police Force is essentially a, it's mall police. It's mall cops. Like, I do not respect the United States Capitol Police. They're the, the Facebook single mom pyramid scam. Like, when you go back to your high school reunion and everyone's like, hey, let me tell you about this skincare. You know, I'm part of this program. I'm a, I'm a beach body coach. That's exactly what the United States Capitol Police is. They're like the middle-aged, divorced, single mother uh, people who couldn't do anything else. So they jumped on board with these pyramid schemes on Facebook. Uh, and then they can't wait to talk about it. But in reality, look at the people who are going on the news talking about how, oh, we fought these uh, insurrectionists or whatever. The motherfuckers have tattoos on their faces and long hair and long beards. Those are not police officers. Those are, like I said, middle-aged single parents or divorcees uh, who, who couldn't get a job anywhere else because they have fucking tattoos on their faces or they're out of shape or whatever. Like, get over yourself, Joe Biden, you fucking idiot. All right, that's it. That's all I got for a rant. Uh, but your son, I love your son. Keep Tell him to keep it up. Keep up the shenanigans. I love Hunter Biden and his shenanigans. What do we got today, V? Do you want to set us up? Yeah, all right. So we have special guest Moondog today, um, who's going to tell us some stories, I guess. Uh, he has some interesting accounts of various paranormal and cryptid experiences, I'm thinking, or am un- I understanding? Um, that's that's it, man. Why why don't you do your shot and uh, ah, chat? With it. <laughs> yeah, no, you gotta you gotta do. Don't don't try to skip out on it, Brohim. All right, let me do the. Let me do my. Well, we'll start out with this. We'll start out with the the chat. Sharon back in the lead, or I'm sorry, she she already returned to her uh, position uh, to set herself up for next week that she may uh, be the two-time reigning champion again. Mike Manitoba Thunderfuck, as he is now called. Count Rhythm, Jay Coop, Joseph Beirer, Megabit, my favorite cock teaser. Matt, long time no see. It has been a while since we've seen you, Matt. I thought maybe they uh, they got you. And James Pregler, our favorite ship poster in the Discord. Uh, this week we do, like V said, we do have a special guest. Mood Dog, why don't you go ahead and give us a little introduction for yourself? All right. Uh, I'm not going to give too much personal information, but I live here in central Jersey. And uh, I was on Twitter one night and I saw you chatting with someone else. Uh, I was a little bit drunk and I dared you to have me on the show because I've had some once I think back on it, I have some pretty uh, some pretty interesting encounters and experiences throughout my life. All right, which one do you want to start out with? I know, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and feel free to add two, but like I said earlier, we have Jersey Devil, we have a Ghost Horse, we have a Bigfoot, we have a Bat Squatch, and we have Angels. Which one do you want to start out with, Moondog? All right. You know what? Let's... The... All right. Let's go with my Jersey Devil experience. And <laughs> it, it's it's very short. Um, I was actually... I was about five years old, four years old, four years old. Because um, when we moved out of the apartments where this happened, uh, I didn't turn five until, until that summer. So... 
I was I was in the next building over at my my friend's house. Um, and let me tell you, back in the early '80s, late '70s, early '80s, things were a lot different, man. I don't even know how I was over there by myself, four years old. In the evening, uh, it the it had gotten dark, but you know, as a as a four year old, you really don't have very concrete memories. So the only thing I remember is we were at the dining room table and my friend's mom had the newspaper on the table and there was a an article on the Jersey Devil and the it was it was full color it was a it was a cartoon drawing of the Jersey Devil this this weird character and uh this woman thought it was it was smart to show this to a four-year-old and then send the four-year-old out the door by himself to run uh, about 150 feet to to my apartment. Um, so I went out the door and I started walking and I swore I heard wings beating beneath, uh, behind me and I started running and it it was, it, like I said, it was about 150 feet. It, it seemed like it was 100 miles. Um, I'm pretty sure I fell and scraped my knee on the way. And um, I got home breathless and told my parents. And of course, they laughed. Now, to follow up that, of course, it wasn't the Jersey Devil behind me. I, I, it was probably the sound of my, my own feet slapping on the concrete sidewalk. But when... You know what? I was trying to remember earlier today. I think I may have been. I you think I. Forty years old. Let's, can we backpedal here? There's a couple sure. things I need to clear. I need clarity on. Um, first of all, I have no idea what the Jersey Devil is. I don't know that we've ever even done an episode about it. So I don't. <laughs> I'm not. Like I need a description. Okay, here's what I need. I have I need a picture a of him right here. This was oh, taken, well, uh, yeah, this was actually one of the earliest sightings of the Jersey Devil. <laughs> he was seen out on the, um, I had no idea. right off the shore. He looks just like um, Russell Washington, Simmons. Right? Russell, I was going for a different black guy, but yeah. No, here, here's um, the Jersey Devil. The other Devil. thing is, you were four years old, and you remember what was on the newspaper? Like, could you, you, could you read when you were four? No, but I knew because she was telling us about it. She was telling us about the Jersey Devil, and I, I there's actually two other, not, not really experiences. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what, you know. He's, he's big. He's got bat wings, cloven hooves, long tail, and actually the head is more of a horse, according to legend and sightings it's the the head is more of a a horse head here we go is that an accurate depiction uh that's about as horse head as you're gonna get moon dog (laughs) yeah let me tell you if 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 i showed you some that that people you know that people describe it's you'd laugh you'd say there's no way but v you that that there that that black and white one with the, the horse hooves oh and the, 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 you got the me all head. over the place. Here we go. 
So a horse with bat wings. Yeah. So like the opposite of like a Pegasus. Like a <laughs> like Yes. Now it's like the so, nighttime Pegasus. Well, isn't that called a nightmare? Is it? No, I thought a nightmare not. didn't have wings. That's an actual horse, yeah. That's a that's a a, a demonic horse. Hmm. Now, I like the, his his he's got like crocs on in this picture. Have you, <laughs> did you notice? He does have crocs. Stylish. So, real quick, the legend is, I, I don't know if it was the 1700s or the 1800s, down in South Jersey, this woman, uh, their last name was Leeds, uh, she was purported to be a witch, and she had 12 children, and she found out she was pregnant with her 13th, and as she was giving birth, she cursed the child, and when the child came out, it was extremely deformed, with a horse head, and bat wings and cloven hooves and it screeched and took off out the window and it's actually been spotted quite a few times uh, by this, people. did you read this in the national Enquirer? is that where you or the star no. right what is it the star with like bat boy huffington bat? post yeah huffington post we always we always wonder what he's up to bat boy <laughs> he's doing all right i hope so it's been a long time since I've heard from him. So, so it's not like a chimera. Like, okay, like you know, I I go to logic, right? I go to logic and reason. I go, well, I mean, maybe there's somebody out there summoning some like demon horse thing or whatever. But couldn't it just be that somebody out there was experimenting with genetics, a horse and a bat combination? Like that's well, yeah. chimera. Wuhan did that, and we see yeah. how that turned out. Wu Tang. Yeah, Wu Tang. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's what I'm getting at here. Is like, I don't know. I, I'm I'm interested to know like the origins, obviously. But well, he just well, told I, I, it always feels far fetched when you're like when you're like someone's wife was a witch and they summoned a demon. <laughs> to me, I'm always like, okay, all right. Listen, be honest. The I'll be honest. I I grew up here, born and raised here in in New Jersey, and the Jersey Devil is one of those cryptids that I I, I do not give a lot of credit to you know um okay. i like v i like how you're attacking moondog as if like he's no, the one not. who created the story no, like, no, I, I'm not, I'm you're not. gonna tell me that your neighbor's <laughs> witch's nephew's dog <laughs> groomer is the one who summoned yeah. this demon you know i have but... to find logic in it i have to go well where's the fucking you know this is this is not enough plot points here <laughs> stop, stop looking for logic in this there is no logic in the jersey devil there really isn't so Moondog, can you, can 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 we do this thing every once in a while? It used to be our thing, but then we just got away from it because it got to be too much of a hassle. And we like every once in a while we bring it up. So I think what we're gonna do on this episode, because there's multiple different uh, creatures and stories that we got to talk about, uh, we do this thing where you give the story one to five Bigfoots. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So you go one Bigfoot, you just you don't believe it. There's just no way. And then five Bigfoots is, you totally believe it. There's no question in your mind. And what we're going to do is we'll have we'll ask you, like, if, if, if you were to give yourself a Bigfoot score right now based on how confident you are that this event happened as you told it, you give us a one to five, uh, or it happened that be, and it was actually paranormal or whatever, 
kind of like this one you just said that you thought it was flip-flops maybe uh and maybe just an object of your imagination perhaps so maybe you're like two or one even but we will also do it we'll be like do we believe that this guy really got fingered in the butthole by a jersey devil's <laughs> right? Right, like, right, right that's the sort of thing that we'll do and we'll give you one to five bigfoots um so oh. what would you give yourself uh or what would you give this story moon dog what's the what's the bigfoots number oh zero okay well you could you got to give them one to five so all right final one okay all right i can agree with that but v what would you give uh what would you give this story do you think that the well Jersey okay, like i, I i'll go i'll go three bigfoots on this one. Oh, only because only because like i don't ever go when i see a creature that looks like a chimera to me i go well somebody's fucking around with genetics that's my my first logic is like okay maybe you think you saw you know some demon from open in the earth but you know that's fucking hound of the baskerville shit like somebody's playing with fucking genetics you know and we know that is a real thing they do that scientists do that you know and there's plenty of scientists out there that are probably just doing it mad scientists they call them mad scientists mad biologists is what mad biologists yeah. or geneticists you have to, spec to specify now with all the stuff yeah, with all the stuff that's going on right now you have to specify you don't want so to I'm, like I'm inclined to think that it's a possibility i'm not saying that it's not a possibility i'm just saying that i'm inclined to think that there is a creature out there that looks like a horse and a bat put together oh no I'm, i think we all I'm agree from hell <laughs> I, I think uh that's know. where i'm at on the well, back then in 1909, like Yakov said in the chat, 1909 was the the, the, the greatest string uh, of uh, sightings of the Jersey Devil. And back then, you know, they didn't have science, right? Science wasn't yeah, invented had, until 1973. This is so. something we covered this before on an episode. They had taxidermy. Remember those two guys? They made a prank of the yeah. jackalope, and that's yeah. how the jackalope got famous was because the guys were taxidermy. That's what they did. They, they sewed some antlers on a fucking rabbit, and then and it became a thing. What a lot of people so, don't realize about the jackalope, and I don't think we talked about it on the episode, was that was, you know, have you ever heard of, like, people taking rabbit skin and jerking off with it? So what? that was the, how they got the name, the jackalope, because yeah, he, would, okay. he would jack off. So he's jack off rabbit uh, skin and also the antelope that's sure. why it's jack sure. like why would it be called jack if it was a rabbit right like that doesn't make sense that was the slang term for whacking off back then was yeah. oh you're gonna go have a jackalope yeah you're gonna have yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's, it became that after the jackalope situation right right, right. so, so what dog, else do we... what else do we got <laughs> i stole your thunder yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well just to just to follow that up that there was one other um there was one other thing with the Jersey Devil after we had moved. I was probably around. Uh, real quick. No. I was around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. We won't get into that. No, no, please, please. Redeem yourself. No, I can't. Not with come that. on, come on. Redeem your four-year-old version of yourself and tell us yeah. a story about the well, actual. I, I, I lived on a, on a dirt road, and I was, I was walking down the, the, the side of the road, and I found... A cloven hoof print. Now, listen, I'm in Central Jersey. There's deer everywhere. This thing was big, and it was only one. And it was set in the middle of soft sand. And if it was a deer, 
there would have been others. You, I, I easily would have saw tracks. There was only one. It was probably four to five inches in diameter. Um, and of course, my mind went right to the Jersey Devil. Once no, I realized you, it, it was old. I was around ten. I can't get past that you were four years old. He, was, everybody was four years old at one point, except for the yeah, children. Yeah, but I was of... like not. I couldn't like measure the circumference of a. No, no, no. I was ten. I was ten when this happened. He this was is a total. For his age. The well, let me ask you this, Moon Dog. <laughs> is there um. Is there wind uh -huh. in New Jersey? Is there what? Wind that might have like blown some of those tracks away or are we talking like a jersey devil? this is what this is what trips me out right like for there to be one hoof print this jersey devil which we know can fly right because he's got the bat wings he had he, he it's like he was trying to get like it's like he was doing like he lost his ability to fly just for a second because he kind of comes ah boom and then takes off again with just one foot one body, like right? dip one foot on the ground for a second but then he's good again he's he's often often to the distance right so is that because that's what i'm thinking right or the other uh this is the v answer because v's always like it's not fucking paranormal is yeah. like maybe a maybe a uh a, a large i don't know what like a what kind of large animals have. i would say moose but we know that a moose isn't in new jersey uh might have like stepped in there and then the wind blew a lot of the tracks away because I know you're probably not like examining all the surroundings to find the nearest next hoof print, right? Uh, especially at no, 10 years I old. No, right. I was. Oh, okay. Well, then it's, I stand corrected. <laughs> so, so, so you think that was a Jersey Devil then? Probably. That's that's where I went to. All right. I'll give you know what? I'll give you the benefit of the doubt because. It's hard because, first of all, I think it's funny to imagine a Jersey Devil like trying to get a and then take him back off again just off of one foot. But I, you know, I picture I picture yeah, a guy ahead. I picture a guy with like a horse hoof and a and a stick attached to it, and he just like walks down the road and like stamps one one. There's foot. no other footprints, V. He's all this is gonna freak someone out. Watch, but he'll <laughs> he never know, stamped, right? Like, how's he, he gonna know? He just stamps one hoof in there, you know. You know what? Yeah. And Yakov right now is like, oh my gosh, that was me. I was the asshole who did like one. He's like that guy who, and you never thought that he would hear the story about how he fucked with like somebody who he, there was no way he ever would have known. And just all the stars aligned today and we made Yakov's day. Uh, so I'll tell you what, I think I'm inclined to believe you because I don't know a whole lot about the Jersey Devil. I'm going to go ahead and give you, I'll give you three. Uh, that that was probably a Jersey Devil, and if nothing else, just a really weird situation where like uh, a horse evaporated, like it, it, it appeared and then disappeared at the same time, like in the same spot. That to me is a little weird. So there's really no getting around that. V, what do you got? I'm with you. I, I okay. give it a three, just based on Chimera, like the idea that like there there are people out there dabbling. I assure you. And if it was that long ago, you said 80s, right? If it was that long ago, then. Who knows? Who knows what could have been going on back then? There's no way to tell. Could have been. But Chimera, that's a thing. Could we know it. You guys are pretty generous because I'd give myself two Bigfoots on that. Uh, well, generous? I was telling you, V, I was going to say it could have been a D, though. <laughs> a D? 
these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, that was that remind. That is, I was just thinking about that guy from People's Court when he's like, I don't know, could have been, could have been anything. Maybe D hit him. Who knows? And the dude's like, D, D's nuts. <laughs> That's the best <laughs> D's nuts I've ever seen. Anyways, Moon Dog, what else you got for us? All right. I, I before we go on, I just want to let the I just want to let the chat know that these stories are going to get much better. Here he uh, is. This is the Jersey Devil that put one hoof print on the uh, on the ground. That looks like somebody threw their stuffed animal in there. <laughs> I don't want this shitty stuffed animal. And it was like a, or it was like a unicorn that got set on fire. And the little girl got mad, and she just threw it. You don't throw somebody your stuffed took, animals. Somebody took a picture of it. Well, yeah, that that thing looks like a My Little Pony from Build a Bear that got dragged yeah. through. The- yes, it does. Well, anyways, that's that's what what, what else you got, uh, Moon Dog? I'm gonna leave it on this screen just so you have to deal with the uh, the decision you made to do Jersey Devil first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, got it out the way. All right, let's, uh, oh boy. Let's go into, can I hear about the Bat Squatch? I'm only interested in Bat Squatch because it's in a video game. There's a boss in a video game that I like that is a Bat Squatch. And as soon as I saw that there was a Bat Squatch in the video game, I was like, holy shit, is that a real thing? Like, did this come from somewhere? Like, that's kind of cool. Hell, probably. Yeah, hell, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, where did that come from? So right. tell Dog, us about do you want to talk about the the Bat Squatch? All right, so the Bat Squatch, the Bat Squatch uh, story. This experience happened when I was eighteen. It was in the early nineties. Um, I just graduated high school. Me and a group of friends were out in the woods. A group of friends and I. Mhm. Mhm. You you got it. Yes, a group of friends and I. <laughs> I hold you to a higher standard. Oh, the gay that you did that. <laughs> I did him on some gay shit. But we, I'll let it we were we were imbibing some beverages late at night around a, a fire. Does that, does that mean you were sipping on scissor? Were you sipping, were sipping on, on scissor? scissor? You know, sizz, <laughs> you know, is that what that means? Believe it or not, some Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. Yeah. Butt chugging. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like all those things was happening. People butt chug that stuff, right? I would. Butt I'm chugging? You put a funnel in your ass. No one's asking what it is, dude. <laughs> we know what it is. Yeah, but I'm just declaring. Okay. That's okay. that's what. Please, Moon Dog, continue. You're doing great. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're back in the woods. We're we have a little fire going. I, there there were like four or five of us. And uh, and I see it was probably like one one thirty in the morning, and I I was the first one to notice lights coming through the woods, and I stand up and I point and I yell, "They're coming to get our beer!" I thought that they were older kids in pickup trucks, so we had three cars, and my buddy he runs to his I think it was a Trans Am and he jumps in it he was in the, the lead and my other buddy he he gets in his car and I'm in the back and uh, I'm, 
I'm trying to, I'm fumbling with the keys, trying to get in the ignition, and they take off. And just as I start the car, my driver's side window explodes. Boom. I thought they were shooting. I thought they blew out my back window. I put the car in gear and I take off. And we're flying through these these trails. And the guy in the front in the Trans Am, he hits this mud puddle. And he mud and water goes splashing up over the sides and he goes right through. And the car behind him, because he had opened it up, he goes through, but he tapped the brakes. And as I'm in the middle of the puddle, all the mud and the water comes rushing back in and my car gets stuck. And I'm about a mile and a half from my house. Um, so I jump out of the car and I start running through the trail, through the woods. And I eventually come to houses and I'm banging on doors and I'm yelling, they're after us, they're after me. And no one's answering doors. And eventually I wind up in this, this one, uh, this one person's front yard and I am, I'm beat and I'm laying there trying to catch my breath. And I get up on my knees and I'm like, man, I gotta take a piss. So I start and I hear squeaking and I look over and I shit you not hanging in the tree about 10 foot from me is a six foot long bat. And it's squeaking. And I'm like, oh, fuck no. I get up and I start running. Um, I made it home. Turns out it wasn't guys coming to take our beer. It was the cops. Um, the cop busted my window. I ran over his foot. It was a fun night. Did you? How did you, you not? What? Go ahead, Tom. Now, now, let me ask you, did it look like this? Or did it look like <laughs> this? Well, no. Or did it look like this one or two or three all right well i'm help us visualize not the cop the bat no i'm i'm kind of an an xer boomer here so i have a delay in the video you know what i don't because it was it was hanging you know how bats hang they they, they wrap their wings around them yeah i see but it do they, works. They do that? Do bats do that? I've heard of bats doing that. <laughs> but let me. Okay, so I, I do have a question for you, uh, Moon Dog. Um, you said I, right, I want to address Mike. I want to address Mike real quick from yeah, Manitoba. Please. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I. Those buddies are long gone, man. <laughs> are they dead? Long gone. Uh, I don't know. One or two of them, maybe. Uh, in all honesty. That's a shame that it's not all of them. Uh, because you said four or five, right? So it should have been three, right? Three or four. It should have been all of them. Um, should have been yeah. all of them. They left. Left you to t take a piss in front of a bat squatch all by yourself? Um, yes. Now, let me ask you this. You said you were 18, but then you also said you were afraid it was the older kids coming to get you and take your beer. Yeah. At what point... 
did you see yourself as no longer one of the younger kids? Like at what age? At what age did you stop being afraid of the older kids coming to take your beer? Oh, I'm still afraid of the older kids. Okay. Okay. V, what questions did you have? That was my question. V, go ahead. How did you my question is, is about is about the cop running over the cop's foot. Like yeah, yeah. how did you not know that that was like were you like come on dude like tell us the truth were you tripping on some acid or were you doing some LSD or some shrooms or something because like if you, if a cop busts out your window and you run over his foot those are some things that like if you don't notice you're probably going to get in big trouble about um, and you said you had just graduated high school right so that would make you 17 18 you're not a total you know numb nuts I would think and well, uh, we so were I, all numb nuts is that age 18. I'm confused. Yeah, but I did a lot of acid when I was in high school, and I still knew when cops were fucking chasing. I'm just saying. I'm trying to put the pieces you together. You You lived in the urban because you grew up urban, if I'm not mistaken. I, I, I feel You're like right. I've heard this before. Um, yeah. You grew up urban, and where you know, in the city, there's so much light pollution. Even in the, like the suburbs, there's so much light pollution. Once you get out into Woodland, Jersey. Uh, right. You know, I mean, I know you know because you've been in the field before and, and practiced the light discipline. It is just pitch, pitch black, yeah. right? Right, and right. So it can be difficult to. I'm going to side with Moondog here as okay, much as I love giving right. him shit. Fair enough. Uh, I, I'll track my statement. I, I, I can get behind yes. that. But also yeah. to, 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 to jump back on V's side, right? Because I'm, I'll turn coat real quick. Right. How. Did you end up finding out that it was the that it was the cops? Did that you ran over his foot and that they blew out the window? Did you get busted? Did you like what what came afterwards? And did you use the bat squatch as an excuse? No, no, I did not use the bat squatch. Um, what had happened was remember it, my car got stuck in the mud puddle. Mm. So that's right. I forgot I, about that part. So I ran. So they had they had my plate. So they had my registration. They knew exactly where I lived. Um, when I got home, they were waiting I didn't even for you. Really... I hope, like yeah. tapping their foot when with got... their arms crossed. Well, his 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 good foot. Um, <laughs> so when I got home, when I got home, I didn't even even though the run had sobered me up. I never put two and two together that all the lights were on in the house at you know almost two o'clock in the morning and i'm banging on the door and my father opens the door and i said they're after me he goes yeah i know they were already here i said who the bats he watched. goes the kids <laughs> the older kids he's just yeah, waiting the on the couch bat squash with his legs crossed like where have you been we've been waiting you ran over so, my foot. We keep uh, forgetting key point. parts of the story. Yeah, he thought your mom the makes great dates, by the way. He's all the sipping old, tea. The fucking the, the bat squatch and uh, and <laughs> is surrounded by the older kids that came to take your beer. And then like one cop with a bad foot with like a club foot now, like a cartoon or whatever that's all twisted <laughs> out. Like they're all waiting for you in the living room and you're like, this is the worst night of my life. And then the next morning, your dad's got you out there chopping wood to pay for the repairs on the truck and shit. Ugh. Yeah, Tale as old as time. 
I like the image well, of Batsquatch sitting there on the couch, all cross-legged, like, where have you been, dude? Like, we're just waiting here. For you. I just, it took me just one jump. No, that's the Jersey Devil. It was the Jersey Devil. <laughs> he made it to Moondog's neighborhood. Moon, Moondog Sr. is like, what in the fuck is going on here, young Moondog? So tell us the truth, Moondog. <laughs> all right. I, What's I going can't... on? I did not get in trouble. All right. I did not get in trouble with the police. I can't go into detail how I ended up with about 40 to 50, um, 40 to 50, uh, uh, shells. You can tell us if you were on drugs. We're not going to like judge you. Like if you were on LSD or shrooms or something, like I've been on shrooms, like it's not a big deal. It's just, you know, no, we had you... had all we were doing. We had we had a couple bottles of Mad Dog Twenty Twenty, and I think a joint or two. Uh, so it we. I didn't know you would like to get wet, Moon Dog. <laughs> uh, we're, we're talking we're talking thirty years ago, almost thirty years ago. But cheapin', that's what they call that. You were cheapin', dog. Big dog. So <laughs> Moon Dog. Had, uh, He's Moon Dog. Big moon dog. Yeah. I had, I had about 40 to 50 shell casings, 9 so, millimeter and the in on the floor of my uh, of my back seat. And this was right around Halloween. I had a black trench coat and a long black wig in my trunk. Uh, oh, uh, wait. You, you were the Columbine kid. He was one of the Columbine guys? Is that what, was that what you were? I was, no, I was Columbine before Columbine. <laughs> I wrote the book. I'm old school Columbine. I'm I'm Columbine since Columbine since Columbine. What does he say on uh, on uh, Grandma's Boy? Did you buy your clothes in the Matrix? <laughs> <laughs> who were you dressed as? Now that I think yeah. about it, Moondog, who were you like? This is before uh, Columbine, right? Like, who were you dressed as for Halloween? That you had a wig and a trench coat and a bunch of shell casings. Great question. <laughs> I have no idea. Ah, so Come you on. were just so you were like you were you dressed up as a that. You no. You know what it was? Matt Squatch, but you can't remember. He's like eighteen-year-old Matt. Uh, I almost called. I almost said Matt Squatch. We have so many like colorful characters with funny names on the show. Uh, you're like trick or treating at eighteen years old, dressed as the Columbine <laughs> shooter, and you're like, and they're like, they're like. Oh, who who are you? And you're like, oh, I'm just a school shooter. And then, but this is like before school shooting, right? So they're like, y'all, what? You know? And you're like, don't worry about it. You you're too old for this. You're like, but your kids are gonna love it. Like the Back to the Future joke. And we do, we do yeah. love the school love, shooters. Yeah, so man, Moon Dog, but but level with me. Who are you really? Like, we won't laugh at you if you say like, you know. Paul and Oates or whatever. Go ahead. Oh, no, it's, it's nothing in particular. It's the way a lot of my, my Halloween costumes have been. It's just throw a bunch of shit on to hide who you are. Hmm. That's so like the original, remember. right? I do that all the time. I do that normally. Yeah. Yeah. That's like you every do that to go to That's he funny. does that to go down to the Sometimes I dress up, up as V and then I go and, um, <laughs> And then I rape like uh, the the 
the drug the drug addicts outside of the ga- the convenience store, and um, as a joke, right? Because then like yeah. you know you fuck the 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 dudes who were like outside of the convenience store, and then you're like, oh my gosh, V, that was so gay that you fucked those guys. <laughs> And then people are like, they start talking about it. They're like, Tom was dressed up as me and he fucked a bunch of guys, yeah, like drug addicts or whatever. It's so funny. Um, dude, gay. How gay, V. That was yeah, super how gay. Yeah, that? That's funny. <laughs> yeah. But Moondog. So I, think what... it's safe say, I think it's safe to say uh, that that your, um, your situational awareness was compromised in this story, right? You were drinking, you had a little weed, you, you, you puffed on some trees, as the younger and say. Uh... Your situational awareness was compromised. You lose right? at least Devil's one letter. Bigfoot finger. That's credibility right there, right? Like, you can't really say you had full situational awareness if you had balls deep in Mad Dog. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to jump on. <laughs> it's not, you don't get balls deep in Mad Dog. Um, what do you, you get ass deep if you're, you're butt-checking? You. I'm going to jump. Like I told you, I, I like to jump between whose side I'm on. And at this point, I'm going to side with Moondog. And I do think he probably saw a Basquatch. Now, and here's why. Because when... It, so these, these creatures, they don't want to be exposed. They don't want to be discovered. And they've made that very clear over the years. It's very difficult to, to catch these things uh, out and about. And what better time to present yourself than, like, in the <laughs> midst of all that chaos, right? Because then they, that person has two options, right? They either don't ever talk about it until they come on a show with a couple guys who are going to, like, joke about it and shit. Or uh, they may talk about it, which is super funny because they try to use it as an excuse. Like, no, I saw a fucking giant six-foot bat or whatever. And then nobody believes them. So either way, it's funny. And they, you know, whatever. And also... um, how many times have like people just like been going about some craziness and encountered uh, a cryptid? Now, and I think specifically, I mean, you'll hear stories all the time. Like somebody's like, "Oh, I was out in the woods fucking my cousin, and I saw a bigfoot." Right? These are like the silly stories that nobody wants to tell, but they have to because they're like, "If I don't tell you the truth about the story, you're not going to believe the bigfoot part of it either." So I got to be completely honest, right? So I'm out in the countryside fucking my cousin. And uh, the same thing, right, <laughs> when I hoaxed the Beast of Bray Road, right? Right, right. We dressed up as a um, – I was the Beast of Bray Road, so I had the gorilla costume, and then I had the werewolf mask. And then I would, like, run and then turn and look at the car as it was passing, and they would slow down and speed off. And then up ahead, Chet was dressed as a chicken and, like <laughs> – so he would do the same thing. He'd come out of the woods, peek at the car, and then they'd take off down the road further. And then finally, Shooty, he was the third one, and he was dressed as a Santa Claus. And so they would see the Santa Claus running out of the woods, look back, and then take off. And so the idea was they would be like, oh, I saw the Beast of Bray Road. Oh, really? And then what happened? Well, then I saw a fan chicken. You know, <laughs> like, well, then yeah, what happened? This is it. And then I saw like, a Santa. Let's compare stories now. Like, okay, you yeah, were in yeah. the middle of nowhere. You were on some road known for seeing the Beast of Bray Road. What Moondog is telling us is that he took a piss in somebody's front yard, and there was yeah. a bat squatch hanging from their tree in their front yard. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're right. So, so there was a bat squatch hanging from the tree in somebody's... Like, what kind of neighborhood is this? Is it, like, rural, or is it, like, the suburbs? <laughs> How did oh, they not see them? 
How did they not see the? Is this like? So does this bat squatch? I mean, uh, six foot. That's huge. Yeah, you'd see that. I would think. Um, but also, they didn't answer the door when he was beating on the door, and it was one thirty in the morning, right or two almost, right? Uh, Jake asks a good question. He wants to know if Moondog saw the bat squatch clearly enough that he could give a brief description of it. I think that's a good idea. Yeah, go ahead, Moondog. Well, like I said, it was it it was dark. It was it was the silhouette of a bat. Could it I have mean, been? You, a regular-sized man with a six-foot wingspan, though. Well, he was Halloween, right? Couldn't it have just been a dude in a vampire costume? He was hanging upside down. You're right. You've, I mean, I've had with his wings wrapped around his body. So. Oh, that's even. Then how'd you know they were six foot, Moon Dog? No, no, no. Six foot tall. Oh, so just a regular guy in a sleeping bag, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Could have been. What would you what would you, you rate this uh this story, Moondog? Me personally, because I was there and like V said, I was, you know, smoking some devil's lettuce. A two. <laughs> a two? Okay. I yeah. was I would say okay. I am maybe being I'm perhaps a little generous generous in this case, but I believe you. God help me, I I believe you. Um, I think I know I was giving you a little bit of shit but I do think that there is such a thing as a bat squatch and I have never heard anybody tell me about a bat squatch um, but I understand that he exists I'm going to go ahead I'm going to at least I'm I'm toss up between a 3 and a 4 I'll give you a 3.5 how's that sound how's that grab you moon dog that's that's good what about I you just, I know what's oh no go ahead moon dog please finish I, I, no, I was going to say, I know what's coming. I, I know the, the the rest of the encounters and experiences, and <laughs> I'm saving my Bigfoots for them. All right, V, what do you got? I mean, I, you know, this one I can't be generous with. It's, I'm going to have to give it one Bigfoot just Aww, because. I'm all variable. He was, he was boy, uh, intoxicated. He was a little high. He was, the adrenaline was pumping. Um, it was Halloween. It's like, Halloween. It, like, here's my logic of Halloween. There are people dressed up weird doing weird things on Halloween. Yeah. So it's not to me like, like so far-fetched that there was just some weird guy hanging from a tree in Halloween. Like, maybe he went to a place where some dude was like really serious about cosplaying a vampire for Halloween. Like, you go to it houses was- on Halloween and they got skeletons and people dressed up as whatever to scare you and that to me Correct is- me if I'm wrong, alright? But this was the 90s, right, Moondog? Yeah, like 90s. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody in the chat, but vampires didn't even exist until 2005. (laughs) 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 The one time I happened to look at V on the screen is when he's laughing. Um, Okay, well, I tried to do a solid on that one, uh, Moondog. Let's let's move on to the next one. What do you got for me? All right, what else you got? All right. So we got angels. We'll go, so we got ghost horse. Yeah, yeah. We're going to go into the ghost horse. The angel is the, the angel's story is a, is a very serious one, and it's not scary. Oh, and so we're not allowed to make fun it, of it. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, but we'll do the ghost horse. Okay. So 
I met my wife and her friend in around 2000. And uh, one of the things that they used to do is they would pick up a copy of Weird New Jersey when it came out and they would look through and see if there were any nearby nearby areas uh, in the magazine that they could go visit. They called it Spooky Tours. And when I started hanging out with them, I started to go with them. Well, after doing this for a couple of years, um, we decided to go to, in Marlboro, New Jersey, there used to be an, an insane asylum. And this insane asylum had its own farm with animals and it had an abattoir uh, not connected it was on a, a it was on a neighboring plot of land so there were about eight or nine of us um, two car loads we found we found the, the the park point so we could walk back through and to get to the abattoir you have to walk <clears throat> it's probably like a quarter mile what is a, sorry, what is an avatar? I don't know. What I that also is. don't know what an avatar is. An avatar is where they slaughter animals. Mm, so what? Ah, yeah. Slaughterhouse. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a, yeah, slaughterhouse. Could have said. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so on the way in, you you walk like a quarter mile down this this dirt road, and I think there's. There's three abandoned houses, and there's also a a horse stable, a horse corral. So we went through um, we went through one of the houses. Uh, nothing really nothing really happened except in one room, because this was during the summer. We walked into one room, and the temperature dropped like 20 degrees. And this this was on the first floor. There were no breezes. There was no entrance to a basement. We we just walked in and it got super cold, and we were like, you know what? Let's get out of here. That's indicative so of, we, uh, in the paranormal community of somebody leaving the fridge open. But go ahead. Yes. So <laughs> no, it's indicative of paranormal activity. You where are you, where are you getting it? You're on fire today, bro. Right. <laughs> I smoked a well, lot of crack earlier. <laughs> Well, back then, I didn't know that. And then I saw a basketball. Um, we, you didn't know that. No, isn't that really a thing, it getting cold, or is that yeah. just something you see in movies? No, it's a it really is. thing. No, it is. Yeah. Like, so let me let me, let me me give you this real quick. Uh, and on my last exorcism, uh, when we were in the middle of it, all of a sudden, it got very, 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 very cold. And it was in the middle of the spring and in, inside somebody's house. It wasn't just like outside or whatever. Uh, and we were looking for some kind of indication that something was happening at the same time that remember i always talk about how like like right between the psalm and the lord's prayer there's like this period where some something usually kicks off it was right around that time the dude the medic that i brought with me he was like dude it just got really fucking cold in here and then the chick that we were doing the exorcism on was the same way she was like what she's like i thought it was just me but yeah, paranormal activity, it's because they have to draw well, the... you can confirm. You can confirm, is what you're saying. Yeah, so what it is, and there's a reason for it, is because in order for some kind of manifestation, it requires an amount of energy. And these entities draw uh, not only electrical energy, but thermal energy, kinetic energy, all sorts of things. All sorts of energies. And one of the easiest ones is thermal energy. So 
you'll feel it get real cold when there's something trying to manifest. It takes a great deal to manifest. So a cold room is usually a pretty good indicator when there's no other reason for there to be a cold room that something is about to go down. Go ahead, Moondog. You just left this cold room where somebody left the fridge open? Yeah, yeah. We, we, we took off. As soon as as soon as we walked in the room and the temperature changed that, that drastically, we were like, no, let's get out of here. We didn't feel right. So we left. We walked out. And we went down a little ways, and we saw the horse corral. And it was probably it was probably 50, 60 feet long. Um, there were half walls with stalls inside, with a, uh, stalls on either side, with a walkway down the middle. And I went in first, just because I was at the front of the group. I walked down my wife she didn't come inside she was walking on the outside to the left of me and the rest of the group was for some reason they stayed back at the entrance the one that I came in because you could because it was both... scary moondog oh. oh it's no well they were probably scared that's what I'm saying it's like it's a scary thing oh, yeah. people tend to not go to scary places now just just so everyone understands, this is in the the middle of the day. This is not at night. Oh, so it wasn't scary at all. They were just chickens. No, no. yeah, they were just they were just lazy, chicken. lazy bones. All right, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Just like a woman. Just like a woman. Just like a woman. So we're walking and we're pretty much pacing each other. She's on the outside. I'm on the inside. And like I said, there were they were half walls, so we could see each other. And we get down to the other end. And just as I get to the exit, I hear a horse whinny as clear as a bell. I mean, it was not soft. It was not subtle. It was it was like the horse was standing right next to me. And I shot up and I looked at my wife and she looked at me and she goes, did you hear that? And I said, what did you hear? And she said, I heard a horse. Winnie, I said, holy shit. Because that's what you had heard as well, right? Yes, yeah. Yes, it so was... What... Okay, continue. <laughs> this is an interesting... I like to. I like these stories. I like animal stories because I'm a, I'm a big fan of animals. And um, I don't... I've never... I personally have never dealt with a ghost animal. So as many yeah. ghost hunts... And maybe I have, and I just never knew what it was remember, are you talking but... animal husbandry is that what you're talking about? yeah i've never ghost animal has paranormal animal husbandry yeah. like i'm, I'm, I'm i love animals i do and i want i want we talked about this the other day on the discord uh that i was going to baptize my dogs this weekend or whatever so just to make sure that they made it into heaven and um we discussed the afterlife for animals and uh so i'm always curious i i, I always wonder if like and not to get into the whole gay uh you know, you watch like paranormal caught on tape and they've got like the shitty commentators or whatever. And they're like, you know, a residual haunt or whatever. Oh, an intelligent haunt and all this stupid shit or whatever, uh, which is like ghost science. Um, they talk about that sort of stuff. And I hate to think of animals, intelligent animal hauntings, because I want animals to move on to animal heaven. I don't want to hear right, right, right. here on Earth stuck. Sure. So I can agree with that. Yeah. yeah so let's let's do that, Moondog. Change 
Change the end of the story if you have to. <laughs> so we know they went to heaven. Just and so then the horse on. He rode through the sky. Yeah. Goes, and the, like, the sky parted. Right, there's I a song it. about that. Uh, Johnny Cash wrote it. Um, Ghost Riders in the Sky. That's how I want the story to end, Moondog. Can you make that happen? That's actually a great song. Yeah, so really anyway, what I what happened was when I when I left the building, I found a very large quartz deposit just sitting there. And if you are aware of this, quartz can be used to record frequency and vibration. So you can actually you can record animation. And uh, one of the things they say with with some hauntings is like if a if a foundation is made with uh, what is it limestone that has quartz in it crushed in it it actually records the uh, records residual energy I I know this is what I was talking about this gay shit about the energy residual I hate residual hauntings I think they're ridiculous I think um, I I actually got that from paranormal caught on camera yeah yeah I hate those guys they're full of shit they, so there's a reason oh, yeah. why the cool guys who talk about hauntings are right here in this room, right? In this in this collective that's talking. And we're not on a show like Paranormal Caught on Tape. Which, by the way, if you want to send some shit to Paranormal Caught on Tape, you got to send it to paranormalcaughtontape at gmail.com. They can't even have their own domain name. So it's like, that's, that's a sign to me that they're unprofessional. Whereas you can send shit to Tom at you had me at bigfoot.com or V or Ryan or whatever yours is at you yeah. had me at bigfoot.com or contact at you had me at bigfoot.com and we will respond accordingly. But yeah. those people that get brought onto those shows are the ones that had like uh, YouTube channels or um, podcasts or whatever that were popular to like the normal people community who believe in residual hauntings and all that shit and they're they're quick to like uh buy into oh you know try these fucking you know like those those witches that do the the herbal remedies the good witches and shit like those you know those people um not the people who talk about legitimate actual scary hauntings these are the people that talk about some 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 shit um, some boring shit. But go ahead, Moondog. I just wanted to rip on those people for, for a minute. Even though, like, a very funny guy from uh, your your show, um, Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, V, uh, he's on that show. He's one of the commentators. Zabrowski? Zabowski? Henry Zabrowski? Uh, yeah, the fat guy with the red, the ginger. Yeah, yeah, that's Henry Zab- Zabowski. He was also on a little known fact. He was also on Wolf of Wall Street. He's one of the guys that's uh, the fucking. Sharks. He's one of them. Yeah. yeah. Also, two of the known fact. The man the has commentators. You know. Yeah. Two uh, of the commentators are the, the creators of Weird New Jersey. Yeah, I saw that. I when you said Weird New Jersey, I was like, oh, I was like, I've seen this before. That guy, one of the commentators, he's the founder of Weird New Jersey, the one that I always see. Anyways, go ahead, yeah. dog. Tell us about how you found residual right. horse energy. No, there there was no quartz. Um, all we, I, we just we heard the horse whinny once. Uh, we both heard it. Clear as a bell. You know what so I you, think the, that was. Go I ahead. Think it, I think it was a demon moon dog, and I think it was trying to lure you in. Because when you go to, here's my warning to you, you uh, 
amateur ghost hunters out there, when you go to these places and you think it's an intelligent haunt or even a residual haunt that's trying to lure, and it seems like it's what you were looking for, if something is too good to be true or seems too good to be true, it probably is. And the fact that what you were looking for, evidence of that happened just right in front of you, that's usually a pretty good indicator that a demon is trying to lure you in so that you can, uh, whatever it intends to do, whatever its end goal is in that particular instance, um, you'll usually see it at cemeteries because what better place to go than uh, linger at a cemetery where you know a bunch of weirdos and creeps are going to go and take their Facebook photos and their Instagram selfies and shit next to a grave. Um, what better place to go than a graveyard to lure those types of people in who you can then attach yourself to and ultimately uh, possess or oppress or obsess or infest or whatever, whatever you want to do. Anyways, I think that's probably what it is. I have some questions, um, if you don't mind. Shoot. I would be like, fuck you. <laughs> Moving on. Next, next. Yeah, you're not you guys have no. been nothing but hey, so, assholes to me this whole time. So, yeah. So let's clarify real quick. Um, you didn't see anything. You just heard the sound of a horse whinny, right? That's what you said to clarify. Can you give me a, like a sound effect of what no. it sounded like? Can you, can you yeah. do it? Can you do an impression of the horse sound that you heard? I too am nope, curious about doing this. All right, fine. <laughs> Come on, do it. Here's a... <laughs> oh, that's a pretty good Winnie. Yeah, that's not bad. Actually, there's I, a lot. There's I a lot. A Winnie more like like. <sighs> no, right? V. A Winnie is like it's got to have some tone to it. You can't, it just can't be vibration. <laughs> there it is. That's the Winnie. Okay, all right. So is that what is that what it sounded like? Like a, like a. Oh. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I, I always think Winnie is like a. <laughs> no, that's a huff. If anything, that's like a. That's a. <laughs> yeah, anyone can do that. That might not have even that's been a horse. What that is it's called raspberry. No, right? raspberry is like. <laughs> That's a raspberry. <laughs> like a ras it would be like a horse raspberry, uh, or a deeper raspberry, because the okay. horses it comes from the lungs. A raspberry typically comes from the mouth, so like right? That's a regular okay. raspberry. A horse raspberry is like a that's different. Well, right? I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. So yeah. what was it again, Moondog? Give us a give us what it was. What's that, the Winnie? Yeah, give it yeah. to us. Give it to us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So it was like a mix of the two. Okay. It was, yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. it was a horse raspberry plus a little bit of tone, right? So that's, I would say that's you definitely definitively a horse. definitively say it was the sound of a horse is what you're saying. Yeah, no doubt. No yes. doubt yeah, no, no. It was, yeah, there was no, there was no mistaking it. Okay. But I am now a little bit curious um, because you did such a good horse impression. I'm starting to think that <laughs> I was gonna blame, I was gonna blame you and be like, you tricked your wife into thinking. No, I like it. I think it's probably I'd give you five. I give you five bigfoots because that sort of shit happens. Uh, it's happened, to, you know, not necessarily like a horse to me, but like a person. I've heard a person talk and it wasn't a person. I've seen 
like uh, a manifestation of something. I've seen and heard that sort of shit. So I have no reason to doubt you, Moon Dog, except for the fact that you lied your ass off about the the Bat Squatch and the Jersey Devil and shit. But what else? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I'll give it. No, I'll give you five because I think uh, I think I think that probably did happen. V, what do you got? Yeah, I'm gonna go with four. Only because okay, here's why I give him four is because I can't refute it at all because it's his account and his account only. So the, it, if I were to refute it, I'd have to like start picking apart his credibility, right? Which there's no reason to do that at this point. He's on our show. He knows what we're about. He's no, yeah. he's seen a couple of our episodes to know enough. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna say four. It's an interesting story, and um, yeah, it gives me hope that like the animals don't die after you know they don't just like die and that's it. There's like an afterlife for them. Like There's maybe something going on. He forgot, with them, yeah. to, he forgot to like pass on to horse heaven. What do you think, um, you know what happens sometimes, right, is ghosts have unfinished business. So what kind of unfinished business does a horse have, right? Like, what kind of regular business does a horse have, really, you know? Like, so what is this horse hanging around for? Like, this was a pretty smart horse, or a pretty sentient horse. I would be concerned about what this horse's intentions are. I see in the chat, Vrum moment, uh, he says, demonic, um, I prefer the term Sigma grind set. Also, he had a pretty good impression of a horse, too, V. Can you do the impression that uh, for a moment did? I don't know. Is, is that... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's how a horse sounds. That sounds... I think, like, there are probably some horses that do I that. can't imagine why a horse would need to stay back on Earth. Like, he does, like, he has some, like, unfinished business. Like, maybe he, like, lost a race. He was, like, a race oh. horse. And he lost a race and he just like couldn't die because that was like the one race he was supposed to or maybe he took a dive in a oh, race no. right that's took a like dive. The, that's not what i want to hear i don't want to hear <laughs> and that then he's got to go and the devil tells him the the, the horse devil tells him you have to win that go. race and he's got, he got like, a, what's this horse's name, by the way, V? What's the, you know how, like, race horses have funny names? What's this ghost horse's <laughs> racing name? <laughs> like, that's what I want to know. They like, always have, like, funny names, like right. Bubblegum Dildo or something. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes it's like the lyric of a song, right? So maybe, or like a band name, perhaps. Than a feeling. Uh, say, than like, feeling. more than a feeling. Yeah, that's a good one, yeah. right? Let's send it yeah, to the chat. If you're still in the chat right now, we want to know... <laughs> What was this horse's name that died, was sent to horse hell because of egregious crimes, horse crimes that he committed in his time on Earth, and he has to atone for his horse sins, and he yeah. has, the horse devil sent him back, and he has to, he has to deal with this, this race, it's his unfinished business. What is this horse's racing name? This ghost horse's racing name? While we, while you guys work on that, Moondog, what do you give yourself on this story? Like, out of five Bigfoots, where are you at? Where are you at, Moondog? I'm at a five. I'm right. at a five. Yeah. That's a pretty high one. We got ghost horse is at five, five, and four. V being the the Simon Cowell of this fucking operation. <laughs> it's gonna be a no for me, Doug. <laughs> oh no, you're Randy. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I'm just the grumpy, uh, whatever. Moondog, what else you got for us? While we're oh, I am. The... Oh. Hold on. Uh-oh. 
He's got a horse. Were you saying, were you saying that you are Paula Abdul, Tom? <laughs> no, I was... Um... One that's always drunk and is like, I just think you're beautiful and I love the way you are. <laughs> Your horse story really just... Took, just, wow. Amazing. I am just... Ah, that's a go. Yeah. You're going to Hollywood. Paula, you're the first person. Like, everybody... We still have to wait for the other two people to go. Um, yeah, that's me. Now, who is it now? Wasn't it, like, Kenny Chesney for a while? And uh, now it's... No. Um, no, you know what? I still watch uh, Howie. It's Howie Mandel, right? Is it Howie? No, that's America's Got Talent. That's a different thing. Yeah. But also, Simon is on that one, too. Which is weird. I don't know. I don't keep up with these things. Moondog, are you done dealing with the horse ghost that you had that was just huffing in your ear? Yes. Yeah, he just came over the house. <laughs> what did, did you ask him his racing name? No, I didn't see wings, though. <laughs> well, I, you know what? I'm taking it back to the beginning. I believe that was a Jersey Devil. What an asshole. Moondog, what do you got next? All right, so... Oh, you know what? I didn't do ghost horse pictures. Let me do those real quick. Uh, um, yeah, we should probably do one more. We've got we've got about 30 minutes left, so we should probably do one more. Give us your good one. Um, yeah. Let me hear. Oh, here's another ghost oh, horse oh. picture. That's a carousel. That's from a... Where did you get... That looks like... You know what that looks like? That scary looks like... Scary stories. Ralph no, it's scary stories to tell in the dark. Um, here's another ghost oh. horse. I like this one. This one's pretty scary. Yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty cool. I don't know what's going on with this one. It's like the Ghost that, Horse Grim Reaper. That's like a banshee or something, right? That's or that terrifying, looks terrifying, frankly. No, there's a term for that. There's a term for that one. I've seen it in Castlevania. It's a video game reference. Someone help me out. Up, up, the, uh, down, Grim up, Reaper. Right, yeah, right. Grim Reaper. Probably. Select, select, start. ABA select. No, no, that's Contra. You're thinking Contra. Still Konami, but you're. You know what this is, though? Like, you look at this picture, and you know it's real, because when they made this picture, they put the um, they put the date down at the bottom. Like, that's how you know it's real, because some people don't know how to take that off of uh, their camera, right? Mm -hmm. um, I never did. That's how you know it's real. How did that? Some filmmaker. I still can't do that. Terrible. You're terrible at what? video doc or documenting ah, horses. Has last one, like I mean, Bigfoot seems like a good last one. We're we're a show about Bigfoot. He's got a story about Bigfoot. Well, here's here's what we do, Moondog. I'm gonna I'm gonna appeal to uh, okay. something. Uh, I'm gonna appeal to. Uh, I want everything. I want you to cover everything. But uh, like V said, we gotta cover the Bigfoot because it's a show about Bigfoot or the, there's Bigfoot in the name. It hardly has anything to do with Bigfoot at all. But there's Bigfoot in the name. So why don't we do this? I want you to power through the Bigfoot one. Uh, and what right. I'll do, can you see me like on the shared screen thing? Can you see me yeah. on the video? Okay. Yes, when yes. I do this, it means wrap it the oh, fuck no. up. Okay. No, so not, what, I can't, can't see you live. Wait, uh, are we talking Skype? Yeah, yeah, on Skype. That's what, I, that's what I'm talking about. I don't, I don't see anything on Skype. You don't see me on here? Okay. Anyways. When I go, anyway. I'll just, I'll do this. I'll give you this cue, all right? Go. I'll say, I'll all say, right. hey, Moondog, wrap it the fuck up. That's, that's the <laughs> cue to wrap it up on Bigfoot, because I want you to talk about the angel, okay? So you got about five, okay. you got about seven minutes to talk about Bigfoot, and then we're going to do all the, right. we're going to do the, 
then I'm going to give you the cue, okay? So go go ahead, Moondog, please. All right, so when I was a kid, my parents, well, my father used to tell us this story about when my mother and him would hang out uh, Which in a car trail. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, they were just hanging out listening to the radio. Uh, probably in my in my father's 57 Chevy because um, this was in the late yeah this was in the late 60s uh, now this this road it, it it's the road that the high school is on back then it turned in it went from uh, it went from blacktop to a dirt road to a two track and they were way back in the two track area they were they were back in the woods and there was no moon they had the light from the dashboard from the, the radio uh, very faint and something something hit the antenna like it, my father said it didn't just hit it was like something grabbed the antenna and you, if you know anything about old cars they you know the real heavy steel antenna with the spring ball on the bottom of it something grabbed the antenna pulled it all the way down and let it go so he always told me that he always told us that story fast forward to uh 2000 i had just gotten separated from my my first wife i moved back here to central jersey um we used to play in the woods about a half mile from the house uh at a lake called the locals we called it skin lake don't know why this, this, the reason we were given was because there were all the broken bottles. It was a, it, it was a pond that was fed by a, an underground spring, um, and it had cars submerged in it. And the the mafia actually dumped bodies there in the fifties and the sixties. Um, so the we the reason we were given was you go in barefoot, you cut your feet, skin lake. Probably it was probably really called skin lake because it's skinny dipping. Anyway they we used to play back there they in the late 90s early 2000s they started terraforming it putting in mcmansions and i decided to jump on a bike on a mountain bike and ride back through the trails to one last look before it disappeared forever and this was in late summer uh the sun was going down it was not dark i could easily see and I come through the, the trails like a you know like a bike trail and I come out into where they had just started pushing with bulldozers pushing up mounds of dirt and there was a car trail going off straight back into the woods and I rode the bike up onto the top of one of these the dirt piles that they had pushed up and I'm sitting there and I'm just looking around I'm looking at the lake I'm looking at you know the woods and I look I, I turn my head over to the car trail and there's a clearing. It was probably like 300 feet away where the wood line started, where the, the trail went back into the woods. And I'm looking at it. And I can't see past like maybe 20 feet into the trail. I can't see anything. And that's when I realize that there's a person standing there, a black silhouette. And it's fucking big. And it's got its 
one arm up, holding onto a branch above it. And I'm staring at this fucking thing. And it didn't register at first. I'm like, it's a shadow. No, if, if it was a shadow, I would be able to... Why can't I see the trees and the rest of the trail behind it? And why does it look like a person? And why is it so big? And so I said, you know what, fuck this, I'm out of here. And I took off. I didn't, I didn't go back through the trail. I went out into the development with the half-finished houses, figuring if it is a Bigfoot and it chases me, it's somebody well, else's at least problem some, at that point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And maybe they'll find my body. Um, so a few years ago, I brought this up to my father. I, I mentioned, "Hey, remember you told us about the story in the woods?" He's like, "Yeah." I said, "Uh, I said, you ever see anything else?" I, and I told him my story, and th- he told me a story that he never told me as a kid, and now I know why he stopped going hunting, because very close to where him and my mother where had is. their experience he, is. he was hunt he was he was hunting the power lines deer hunting and this is all within a 3 mile radius like my encounter and his encounter and their encounter and this was in the early 80s that this happened to him and he said he's sitting up in a tree st- in, a, in in a deer stand and he sees something probably about 100, 150 yards come out of the woods and start to cross the power lines and it's behind bushes and he knows that these bushes are about 6, 7 feet tall and this thing is over them by about 2 foot and he knew it was not a deer and we don't have we don't have bear here Um, we did just have a a black bear sighting so so you do have we no because they're so rare it's so rare to and black bears are also small there's no there's probably a, a black bear sighting in this area once every 15 years 10 15 years and uh and he told me that story after i told him mine and i mean that was that was scary that was really that was that was terrifying seeing so, that thing standing there so five Bigfoots you would say yep alright uh, five also because I think Bigfoots exist and also um, V I'm going to put you oh. down for five as well but we got to move on if you want to talk about angels <laughs> we got to talk about angels right. I'm not going to make fun of you uh, Here, here's the thing Moondog I like to uh, you know I want to pick on you and I want to give you a lot of shit and that's kind of our shtick oh yeah um but with angels i'm gonna let it go and you have to try to convince v of um the existence of a higher power go ahead it's on you this his entire eternal salvation lies in your hands right now good luck (laughs) okay like i said well I, i didn't say you guys know this but the chat doesn't this happened when i was three years old it's my first conscious memory. I remember coming back from the laundromat. We were in an apartment complex, so the the, the laundromat was in a separate building. Um, it was my mother and I. We 
got back to the apartment. We went in my parents' bedroom with the the laundry in the laundry basket, and my mother dumped it out on the on the bed into a pile and picked me up, put me on the bed, and set the laundry basket <clears throat> on the bed next to the clothes. And she started folding them. And for some reason or whatever, she she left the room briefly. Yeah, this is this is early eighties or this is late seventies, so of course there's no safety. She she was not safety minded at all. So as I'm sitting on the bed, I remember As I recall safety when, wasn't invented until nineteen ninety three. Correct me if I'm wrong. I could yeah. be wrong. Probably ninety five. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, that's right. So the window I remember it was a it was a beautiful day. The sun was shining and two luminous golden beings. They had vague human shapes. They just appeared in front of the window next to the bed. And all I felt was warmth and love. The feeling was, it's indescribable. I, I can't. Um, and it, it almost as if they knew me personally. Um, and I remember them, they, they took the laundry basket and they turned it over and put it on top of me. Not in a threatening, but I did not feel threatened or scared in any way. Um, they were very joyous. It, there was, it was light and love and just, it, it was incredible. Um, I, I remember laughing, rolling around in the clothes as they, they sat there, they, they stood there looking at me. Um, Yeah, that's. It. This were you like on the verge of death, or were you like a healthy baby, or what? Oh yeah. Oh no, no. I was. I was quite healthy. Oh. So yeah. they really had no the only... business there. They were just no. Yeah. Right? Well, the the only the only thing I can rationalize is that it was my father's parents who had passed probably about five years prior to that. So I had not met them. Um, they passed away in 73. Did you ever see pictures of them later? And been like, well, I know those guys. Yeah, yeah. but no, because there, there, no, there were no clearly defined features. It was... If I'm not mistaken, uh, features weren't invented until 19... <laughs> Man, you are on fire. Man, I wanted to get that one uh, out there. I couldn't. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go <laughs> ahead. There were no clearly defined features on these figures. So no. It's very difficult to nope. tell. It was, it, was, it was a human shape. That much I know. Um, it was... It was like looking at a, 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 a human that's 
pure gold or pure bright yellow with a with a yellow aura about it um that just that just radiated warmth and, and love and, and am, I, am i able to ask questions yet is it my turn go yeah, yeah go ahead okay i first of all i want to i, I want to address our resident expert actually on this kind of stuff tom from your knowledge and information gathering and you know area of study is is that an accurate description of what an angel would look like if we were to see one so or the accounts of people that have seen angels throughout the bible is that similar to how it's described so here's the thing i think probably what moondog saw was perhaps um it could have been it, it very well could have been there are accounts of, and I don't know if you know this, Moondog, but I am actually attending seminary and I study specifically. Yes. I'm getting my uh, Master of Divinity and I study specifically eschatology and the dealing of uh, more so demonology than anything else, but angels are a big part of that as they're kind of like, you know, it would be like uh, being a vet so you kind of know about dogs and cats and whatever, but maybe your area of specialty is dogs. Um, so the accounts of the biblical accounts obviously there are instances in which the angels are uh very much human in nature they look human because the angels come down and they present themselves to people in a way that people can be like oh okay not scared of it right and then you've got the old testament yeah. type angels that are you know the four, the four beasts and shit like that um very scary like, stuff but like an often in yeah. You know, like it wheels within wheels and flames and eyeballs and yeah yeah there's that but that in my opinion right there are angels can take on many different forms and i think angels probably are often um uh they have the ability to become like these cthulhu or I'm, I'm sorry like these uh lovecraftian beasts right and that's why sometimes people will have these encounters with like love what they describe as Lovecraftian beasts and perhaps this whole conversation with uh, when we're talking about aliens and people talk about these scary alien situations or whatever I think that's perhaps what a lot of people are dealing with um, but I think that there are times where people interact with angels and angels do present themselves as human uh, or human like uh, and given the fact that we are created in God's image. I think the default image of an angel, angels being the children of God or the sons of God, um, and created by God, likewise, probably in his image, or to whatever characteristics they need for the particular uh, position that he puts them in, I think it would be safe to say that a default shape and imagery of an angel would be human-like. Um, and even in Genesis or whatever, early on, when God comes down or he sends his angels in his uh, in his stead or whatever ahead of him to visit with Abraham and Lot and all them, they present themselves as human. Anyways, I digress. They, uh, I, I think probably what you could have been dealing with is probably also a ghost. Uh, who are you? A firstborn grandchild? No. Okay. No, I definitely was not. All right. Well, that I mean, it doesn't change anything. I think I don't love my second-born son any less, or my third-born son any less than my first-born. But I think grandparents, especially, even you know, once they have another grandkid, it's just so nice to have another grandkid. Um, so perhaps I'm coming to visit you. That doesn't surprise me, and it doesn't. I don't doubt that at all. But also, angels. So I have had one interaction with an angel 
angel, I believe. Uh, or it could have been my dad who passed away uh, back in 2011. Um, either way, the encounter that I had, I was, it was not a love, like feeling of love. It was a feeling of terror. But not like a bad terror, like when you got in trouble from your parents, but it was because you did something stupid and you yeah. were you were about to catch an ass whooping for it. Um, but it was, be- it was because they loved you. Uh, and it was kind of that thing. And it was over a stupid, because I, I know I've talked about it on the show before. Um, I used to believe in the, the Big Bang Theory and the theory of evolution. I didn't for a long time, and then I did because I was like, well, it's compatible. Uh, And then I had this vision, I assume, because I don't dream. I I take medication so that I don't dream. And I had this vision where I encountered some kind of being that scolded the ever-living shit out of me for believing in the Big Bang and theory of evolution. And I just remember it was terrifying. I don't remember the, I can remember kind of a vague figure, but I remember being like on my knees and like kind of like trying to shield myself from getting hit uh, because I was that afraid of what it was, which is in line again with like the um, fear not or, you know, whatever that whole thing. People are just terrified immediately of angels and likewise the demonic because they share a lot of the same characteristics. But I think in those situations where um you are visited by a loved one who it's just an energy right um and these when they come to visit you i don't think that dead loved ones can't come visit you i think that's one of those things that my dad and i saw differently he didn't believe that dead dead people could visit uh the living i think that they can and i think we just don't have it's, it's difficult for us to understand and appreciate that when it happens because we're so science minded like we have to stuff has to make sense for us so when we experience these things we don't have any real way of processing it in a meaningful way so I think that's and also you were three at the time so it's back then you were that's a very early memory so it's hard to say but I think it it falls in line with either angels it falls in love with the loved one visiting you it falls in in line with any number of things and again I don't I don't doubt that V did that answer your question V I know yeah that's yeah that's all I wanted to know was if it's a possibility I have you know for me I I, and I don't know why this is probably because I smoked a lot of pot growing up but like (laughs) I don't have a lot of memories from like my younger age like there's a point from like maybe like junior high like anything before that is just like black like i can't remember anything like you asked me what i was doing when i was three years old and i i have no fucking clue i don't know i don't have any memories like that but i don't know that could be you know i've experienced a lot of trauma in my life so i may have blacked out a lot of things so i don't know so when i hear somebody say well when i was three years old i remember blah blah blah, blah i'm thinking how the fuck do you remember that? <laughs> like, I, I can't remember, remember I fucking ate for breakfast, you know what I mean? I can remember my earliest memory is... So there's two different memories, right? There's the short term and the long term. My earliest memory is I was... I would have been five, four or five. Um, so that's my earliest memory. But that's long term <laughs> memory versus... You know, when people say, like what you just said, 
um, I can't remember what I had for breakfast. Having a short-term memory loss, that's an entirely different part of your brain. So you can absolutely damage the long-term and damage the short-term, or you can damage the long-term and not the short-term, or you can damage the short-term and not the long-term, whatever. There's any combination of, they're very separate things. So anyways, we'll see you later, Sharon. Uh, Thank you for joining us, and I know iLactac joined us too. Um, and Vra Moments in the chat, just like blowing it up, doing awesome. Thank you, Vra Moment. Um, and then Mike says, more likely a demon than a good or nice angel, which which Mike, um, it's funny. I'm, I'm quick to blame, blame demons, even in situations where it's good, right? Because then you start to wonder, like, uh, this was my dad's argument, when someone is dead, and they present themselves as a ghost that's a demon's way of tricking you into thinking oh there's no after like the afterlife is not heaven or hell it's just wandering the um the whatever that the ether or whatever you know the net the yeah, yeah. or the nether or whatever yeah, you know, it's ether, a way of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's it's oh. that which makes sense too i can i can appreciate that but what he failed to acknowledge was there were um there were times in the Bible even where they talk about how people would call, like mediums would call upon the dead and have the dead like talk to them. And that's, that's scriptural. It's canon. Um, so you can't just dismiss that shit. Uh, anyways, Moondog, please continue on. I, was there more to your story? It was a good story. I like it so far. If that's the end, that's fine too. Well, that's, um, I, I, I don't, I don't think they were demons um, not with the feeling, not not with the, the emotion that I was feeling from them, uh, and I've had I've had sleep sleep paralysis experiences, two of them that stick with me that I mentioned to you guys, and uh, I I had quite a few between the ages of fifteen and twenty five, um, and I can tell you right now those. Those were demonic experiences. Uh, they were very, very terrifying. Uh, this, the, the feeling of these How two being terrifying. Were they? Like you're setting us up for a joke. Yeah, I, I thought I thought, <laughs> thought a joke was coming. Not everything yeah. has to be funny, Tom. Sometimes, <laughs> Sometimes things are just a story, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't. I don't believe that, that people become angels. So when I say that they were angels, it's in, in a sense it was probably departed. The only reason that I even think that they were my my deceased grandparents is because there were two of them, uh, and they're the only two people in our family who had passed recently. What I think, I think that they had come to see me. Um, because they didn't they didn't get to see me when they were alive it, but they they did meet my my older siblings so here's the thing here's here's an interesting thing also mike is yelling at me because i said that i i, I accused him of uh saying that your um your visitors were demons or whatever uh i i was reading some stuff and i watched a video 
um, it, it's always funny. You can be like, I was reading something this week, when in reality you just watched a YouTube video. Um, that's 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 what it was. It was a YouTube video. Uh, but I was reading. I was I was I was reading about um, alternate mm-hmm. dimensions and shit like that, right? And and we know that there is ninety eight percent of the universe is made of dark matter. Uh, and then he goes on to talk about um, how that dark matter can translate to these alternate dimensions, and these alternate dimensions are completely around us. And a lot of that stuff is theologically grounded like it's sound it, it it works with the bible you can use it to help you understand some of the complicated shit in the bible um so science and the bible can coexist and i actually had this existential crisis uh this week and it fucked me up for like two nights in a row where i just like i was really having issues and uh it was because i started thinking about like all this alien stuff that's happening and we hear about it, and we've been talking about it, we've been joking about it, we've been making light about it all this time, about how, what if the aliens are angels? What if the angels are, or the aliens are demons? What if the aliens are, they totally just like destroy our view of religion and really challenge our faith? And uh, we have all this stuff and all of a sudden everything that we knew is just not true. And we, we have to deal with the fact that, um, what if heaven is ex- exists right now in these alternate dimensions? And because there's just not enough scripturally for us to know the timeline of heaven's existence, hell's existence, where it is, what it is, bleh, all that crap. So we, there's just no way of knowing. And once you start factoring in all this alternate dimension stuff and the 98% of the universe is made up of dark matter um, and just like it blew my mind i'm like what if like there's so many what ifs and so many issues and all these people that have died and gone before us and where are they now and where like what if these dimensions are what is heaven and hell what is the afterlife time is a human construct like all that shit it just like all hit me all at one time and it created this internal crisis where I struggled with, I had the hardest time sleeping, and frankly, I was having like suicidal ideation. Granted, all right, I recognize when it happens, I know when it happens, and I combat it. I have ways of combating it. I wasn't at risk of suicide, but I was having those moments, like those extreme, deep, dark depressions, where I got to that point again, and I was like, what is the point? What is the point of all this? Like, what we need to there's so much more than what we are experiencing right now and i'm so excited of what is to come with everything um you know you you think about all the disclosure what happens with the aliens what happens when they disclose what the aliens really are what happens when we find out that everything was wrong what happens when we find out about alternate dimensions what happens when all of a sudden we have all this extra technology that like allows us to travel uh the universe the cosmos the dimensions what happens when all that goes down what happens when we find out what happens after death right like i'm so excited about what's to come because it's going to right now we kind of have it easy right uh it doesn't seem like it right it seems like we have these decisions that we have to go on faith and we have to um we just don't know enough about certain things but when some of this stuff is presented to us like no longer will that be the issue or it may be an even bigger issue because then all of a sudden a lot of people who are um truly faithful 
perhaps they lose their faith or perhaps the people who are not faithful all of a sudden see the reason for faith you see what i'm saying like and it's just like all that hit me at once and i'm ex and and you would think like after i just told you i was having like these suicidal ideations i was having this deep dark depression when i came out of it i found hope um and that's something that i hope hits you guys too when when you start hearing about all this crazy all this stuff that's going on i hope that you see the hope in that um and that it doesn't hit you quite like it hit me but at the same time it hits you deep enough that you can appreciate it and really um allow it to uh kind of change your view and give you that hope and give you that understanding and give you that excitement and that joy and like that uh you know just like the light at the end of the tunnel so to speak while we're still because we're at a point we're at a point in our lives where you know you've got this light at the end of the tunnel there is going to be some news that we get in the very near future i can guarantee it that is going to make you it's either going to test your faith or it's going to embolden it and and i hope that at that point you see it as an opportunity and less of like a hindrance or less of an obstacle that you have to overcome uh anyways v do you have anything that you want to show are we showing yeah show time um, I just wanted to add, though, real quick on what oh, you're okay, saying. Okay, okay. I just wanted to piggyback on it a little bit. Please, please. What you what you described about your existential crisis, that's like me every, that's my everyday life. Like, that's how I deal with things. But what you described is basically the reason why I am, like, trying to achieve immortality, because I want to see all of that. Like, I feel like the my life is too short, and there's a lot of things that I'd like to see in our, like, I, I haven't committed suicide because I think there are exciting things in the future, and like I want to live long enough to see all of them. Hopefully, by achieving immortality with the Dmitry Itzkov's program, the Twenty Forty Five Initiative. <laughs> Which, if you haven't watched the episode, watch the Twenty Forty Five Initiative episode, where I discuss uh, how we can achieve immortality. Donate now to TwentyFortyFive.com. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, and you so can check it out. Yeah, become an avatar, <laughs> so that I can become mortal and have my own uh, conscious put into a machine or whatever. Um, to shill, uh, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and, and like and subscribe or don't like and don't subscribe either way. Uh, someone will get a shower curtain at some point for our 700 subscriber. You guys all know what the deal is. Um, don't forget to tweet us, get in the Discord channel and chat with us. Um, we've been kicking around an idea where we might do like a live chat where we do an episode where you guys can come in and just chat with us. Um, we're going to figure out kind of the ins and outs this week. Um, so hopefully there will be a fun uh, interactive episode coming again soon uh, where we all get to get in the Discord and you guys can heckle or uh, make jokes with us or even ask us questions that maybe you've had for a long time. Um, so look forward to that. Um, what else? Uh, oh, we've got a uh, merch shop. Yeah, we've got t-shirts um, that are really cool. There's some really cool designs. Hopefully we'll see another design uh, soon too. Um, we love you guys as always. Thank you for showing up. Um, it means a lot to us that those of you that are here every week are here every week. And, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. I think I shield awesome this week. What do you think? Yeah, you did. You did great. You shield <laughs> the shit out of these guys. Fucking hey, a, man. Uh, Fucking Brendan, a. welcome to the chat. There were a couple people for a moment. Ephraim Flores, Chris Rose, I like tact who's long gone now. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for coming. Moondog, do you have anything that you would like to shill like your, uh, 
I, I don't know, your, your Twitter, your any kind of like YouTube channel, any kind of merch that you've got, anything that you want to say that you want to get out there on this platform. We have some very, we have some followers and friends and, and fans who are loyal as fuck. So if you want to get that information out to them, now's your chance. Go nuts. All right, real quick. I just want to address the, the conversation that was going on about UFOs being angels. If you look at the one Air Force video called Gimbal, G-I-M-B-A-L, uh, a gimbal is like a gyroscope with spinning, rotating rings, uh, concentric rings around themselves spinning. And do a, a search, an image search for Ophanim, O-P-H. A-N-I-M, the Ophanim Angel um, class, the category of angels. And that's essentially what Ophanim are, are, are gimbals. They're, they're, they look like gyroscopes. I'm not saying it is, not saying it isn't, just it's it's a real, it's an interesting coincidence that they look very similar. Um, I am on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Moondog Tartaria. That's M-O-O-N-D-O-G. And I do have a Telegram channel uh, where I post stuff about, uh, not really Tartaria, but, uh, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, what else, do you, what else do you Telegram about, <laughs> Moondog? Tell us. Oh, Hurry. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Tartaria, uh, hidden history, altered history, um, uh, yeah, just lots of weird. Listen, weird if you got a shit. Telegram, follow his ass on Telegram because this dude. <laughs> uh, I'll give you this: like, I I had a blast tonight, Moon Dog. I thought your stories were super cool, even the ones that we fucked with you about. But that's like our thing, um, uh, and I know you know this uh, because I knew you, what I was getting into. Yeah, um, yeah, we like to give people shit, and uh, one of like our we rarely have anybody on anymore who wants to tell their stories because they know we're gonna fuck with them. Uh, but um, <laughs> but we, we love having you guys on because we love to you know we love to hear the stories we love to, a lot of people come here for some people come here for the information some people come here for the jokes and the laughs and the dick jokes but and then some people come here because they want to hear interesting takes and you've provided that for us tonight and uh, some interesting firsthand accounts so we do we certainly appreciate the hell out of you come from for you coming out here and actually being becoming a vulnerable and, and putting yourself out there even though you knew that we were going to sit here and and ask you remember remember v last time we had somebody on it was that that kid who was a, who is like aliens were harassing his family and we were like yeah. he said no, that it was like the, the aliens were flashing lights and shit and he go oh, and we yeah. were like did it sound like this? Suck my dick. Suck my motherfucking dick. dick. They were just blaring Metallica from like a distance. Yeah. His family, his family's being gang stalked by aliens, and you're giving that's, them shit. Yeah, that's, awesome. that's what it was. And 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 dude, and then he told us this story about his dog Stuart. If you haven't listened to it, it's episode, I actually made that episode 17 because it was like the only time that we had somebody come on just to tell the story, and we were missing episode 17 because it was. I'll give you the story real quick why episode 17 never happened. Episode, episode 17 was psychic episode number two. We had a psychic on and she sucked and we weren't blown away by her performance and we kind of figured that she was a little like a fraud afterwards. And the second psychic we had on was a legit psychic. And 
Dustin. I still I have the episode. I just never prepared it because it frankly it upset Dustin so much that he quit the show. Um, Is that really what happened? Is that really yeah. why he quit? Yeah. It was right after that episode that he quit. Um, really? Yeah. And it was it was so moving. Like even as I was editing the episode, I stopped editing it because it was so moving. And I thought, I can't release this. Um, there were people who saw it, saw it firsthand on Periscope. But what happened was the psychic talked to Dustin about his mother, and his mother talked to him through the psychic. And Wow, that's some fucked up shit. Yeah. But it was so moving that Dustin got emotional. Um, I and, and I didn't at the time, because I was like just kind of like watching the interaction but as i watched or as i went to edit the the footage i was like i can't do this this is too personal um so there was no episode 17 for years uh and then i took that stewart saves the galaxy or whatever and i turned that into episode 17 it's you had me at um alien dance party or whatever uh but yeah that's why you haven't seen dustin um people ask all the time where's dustin why is not Dustin come back got too real for his ass yeah yeah. And, and he just never came back. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, thank you guys for coming. Thank you, Moondog, for coming. It was awesome having you on the show. V, as always, go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> no. Tom, real quick, if you, if you ever have me back on, I have the 9-11 story I need to tell you and the two, uh, the two sleep paralysis. Well, we already did sleep. We, we already did You Had Me at Nightmares, but you're not supposed to... Um, Run uh-huh. the episode ahead of time. I don't know if like we told you that, but you totally yeah. did just oh. now. No, um, oh. no, no. Yeah, that's that. That was the thing. We want Moondog. If you guys like Moondog, man, hit this, hit that thumbs up and that subscribe over here yeah. in the corner, and make sure that you <laughs> like and subscribe and comment on this tonight's episode and let us know that you want Moondog to come back and talk about the 9-11 conspiracy. Thank you, Moondog, for coming. Thank you, V. Thank you, all of you in the chat. We will see you next week. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. Are you interested in advertising on You Had Me at Bigfoot? Oh, hey! Reach out to us at contact at youhappyatbigfoot.com.